Princess Diana would beat the fuck out of the mother. Start your sublight engines, it's time for Rupalp's Padres, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome to our first episode of the High Republic Phase 2. My name is Mel, I use they-them pronouns, you can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. Uh, and my gender this week is Penguins of Madagascar. In Battle of Jeddah, there is a part where Marta says, smile away. <laughs> and oh when God. I listened to it, I could not stop myself from being like, she's so Kowalski coded. No, okay. First of all, that's Skipper. Get it right. My name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. And it's fresh with a PH. And my gender this week is Vilder Mac literally getting his tits blown off by a bomb. I just Did think just read that comic today. Because no, the fact that he in the comics there's a part where he gets a bomb exploded in his face and then the bandages are just covering his titties. It's like he just got top surgery from a bomb. I'm so happy for him. So true. I'm so happy he win. doesn't have to be using GC2B minders anymore. Builder, <laughs> no, your ribs. Your ribs. They're like, okay, wait, so you do have some rib damage because of the explosion, but also. I think you just have been fucking up your body somehow. Wonder how that worked. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, it's like I take it off once every couple days. And they're like, couple days? Oh, no. (laughs) Filter Max, poor binder usage. So true. Getting canceled for it, I fear. Among many Mm -hmm. other things. Hi, my name is Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says, um, my agenda this week, uh, it's related to a conversation we had in our Convergence episode. Go listen to it. We interviewed the author's writer. Um, it is the polyculification of the High Republic striking again. Um, obviously, in the first phase, you know, we got Avar, we got Elzar, we got Stellan. We got, I mean, we got other shit going on, whatever. But this time around, it was like a quad. I think so. Yes. In Convergence. Um, there was just so much fruitiness happening between every single one of those motherfuckers. Um. And, you know, what's more on brand for RuPaul's pod racing than to talk about a fucking polycule? So anyway, that's that's where I'm at. You gotta start a fucking barbershop. No, but for real. <laughs> what were they the, doing on that boat? No, because the idea of them all having those stupid little striped striped shirts and wearing little straw hats. Actually, great know? luck with a little cane where he goes like, yeah, da, 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 da. Stella's like pulling him off the stage with a cane. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be cataclysm. Um, I'm Jess. My pronouns are they them. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is Axel Greylark, Sean Spencer coded, not clickbait. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. Shut up right now. Psychic detective Axel Greylark. The way that tell like- me that they're not the kind of the same. They're kind of the same. Mel's jaw is on the ground right now. The idea of Sean Spencer committing war crimes. Also, this is going to contain spoilers for phase two. So sorry, guys. (laughs) And psych, apparently. (laughs) First episode of psych spoilers. He is not a real psychic detective. (laughs) What? What? That's crazy. I don't think he's a real psychic detective. The gelification of Juliet. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) Who was Lassie and why is it Crichton's son? (laughs) Shut the <laughs> fuck up. That's my Crichton fan cast. <laughs> For Axel, he has like his mommy issues, but like Sean, it's with his like dad, but it's kind of the same, right? It's kind of the same. They're both kind of 
off their shit. Henry Spencer collab. Henry Spencer collab with Keon Greylark. So true. (laughs) That's my crack ship. I want Keon Greylark and Henry Spencer to date. I agree. The way that I've talked that I've talked about Psych in every podcast that I have recorded in the last week. So true. Hey, Claudia. Academic question. Have you watched Psych? No, I haven't. Okay, right, right, right. But it's fine. As as recompense, I will be talking about the untamed. (laughs) We did forget to explain why Noah isn't here. We should say that he just get got by the leveler. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) Noah's a lot like that fucker from Battle of Jedi. I forgot his name. That's his gender this week. Yeah, that fucker from Battle of Jedi. <laughs> Wait, I'll look it up. I'll look it Which up. Which one? That's a secret I'll never tell. He- he's the guy from um the 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 um oh my god why can't I remember what anything is called? Those those little things that are in Insider, the Star Wars Insider. Oh, is he? Like, in those? He's also yeah. He was he was actually part of the first published thing of phase two. Oh, i did not know that oopsies wait it's yeah. that guy from the sh- from yes. the short stories yeah i have been reading those that's him at the bar that's me in the corner so true anyways Noah's wait, not yeah. here with us today his his computer shit the bed so he's not it here got leveled it got <laughs> leveled quite quite literally um buy a car that's a joke noah's fine or is he <laughs> his name is kath is kath. it kath Yes, Sarah Pat. Yes, Cat Sarah Pat. Yes, Brandon yes. McInnes plays him. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, Noah's very Keth coded right now. He's just a little guy who's no longer with us. Anyways, point is, the High Republic is a publishing initiative. Um, that's set in this case for this wave of the High Republic, or, or this phase of the High Republic, uh, two hundred and some odd years. So right? wait, or is it three hundred? Phase one is two hundred years before Fuck. the Phantom Menace, uh-huh. and then Phase two is one hundred and fifty years before that. So that's three hundred and fifty years before the Phantom Menace. Okay, what Claudia said. Math. That's so many years before the Phantom Menace. I'm Anyways. so happy we can we can keep Gellin and Ty safe from Anakin's. No, literally, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm so happy I don't have to deal with any Order sixty six shenanigans here in the High Republic. They can die for other reasons. They can die for other reasons, guys. Although I will say listening to the Battle of Jeddah was very sad because at least in the beginning, there was a lot of like, man, wouldn't it be terrible if something bad happened here? But there was like, obviously, they're referring to the battle at the end of the book. But then there were things of like, wow, there's so much history. Isn't it so wonderful? Wow, whatever. And I was like, dude, I just watched Andor. You're like, you're, you're like, you're throwing salt in the wound. Stop. (laughs) Ah, it it is a quite a big bummer here. This is something we can kind of bring the conversation into. Basically, um, this part of the High Republic is set, like Claudia said, like 350 years before the Phantom Menace, um, specifically focusing in on Jeddah and some other planets we can get into and just some shenanigans going on. Um, with a little religious sect called the Path of the Open Hand and some bullshit that they are up to. What? How do we want to go about talking about this? I, I feel like I'm talking a lot about Battle of Jeddah, even though... I feel like the main two things in Phase 2 so far have been, like, we're revealing the backstory of Markian Rowe, Markian Rowe's family, and the Levelers, and the Nihil, which is the Path. Um, and like that's kind of the main conceit of Path of Deceit. Um, and then you know, those characters are appealing, and then all the stuff that happened in the Battle of Jeddah 
or not all the stuff that happened in the battle and all the stuff involving different beliefs about the force and things that happened with Jeddah. I'm like the connection between those two things is Dalna, which is really big in phase one. And then Iram and Arano, which is still pretty big in phase one. So it's like, we're explaining basically historical events that have had pretty big consequences in phase one. Um, and it centers around mostly like the path of the open hand, Dalna and Jeddah pretty much. And, Convergence is Iron Man Arano, but yeah. And to be fair, the reason that they're they're on Battle of Jeddah, and the reason that the Battle of Jeddah kind of happens is because they're trying to sow dissent um, between Iron Man Arano still. So I think I mean, if we want to like get deep, get deep with it, like in the first like ten seconds. I mean, I don't know what we said about Phase One and like philosophically what it all means, but I do feel like so far Phase Two has really been about like. Um, you know, it, it's a star war, not a star piece. And it's like, okay, what, what are other kinds of wars look like in, in the stars? Uh, not all of them are uh, us fighting fascism and like what, um, what causes war. And the, I mean, the, and the ironic thing of it, like, it's not always for the reasons that you think it is like, you know, in the, in the, the normal era, whatever of star Wars, like the clone wars is planted. Like it is, it is fomented, whatever. And it's very reminiscent of that. In the in phase two, where it's like oh, this Iron Man Arano war, um, and now this conflict on Jeddah, whatever, they're all planted for a reason and planted so that someone can profit. And what spoiler alert, and what we find out in phase two is that like they say it's like, oh, it's for a religious reason, but really it's for a financial reason. It's probably for some sort of financial reason or power reason, which is the same. So I don't know, maybe Star Wars is a story about power. Who who could say? Who's to say? Um, also followed by you saying that has just kind of reminded me of my beef with the Santec. It's not even really beef. Um, but I'm like, hey, Lore Santeca, can we talk about you're not beating the Nepo baby allegations, girly. Girl, Wait, Kylo you... Kylo Ren killing Lore Santeca is Nepo baby on Nepo baby violence. So true. Oh, I was gonna say also, I think something that we should consider we should talk about is um alicia versus palpatine because alicia is clearing i fear like listen palpatine he might have his little force lightning and his little like do it <laughs> ability to cloak or not cloak um to fuck up the force so does alicia bitch and hers can stop I... you from being able to do things <laughs> Is she more she sensitive was, though? I don't think she she's is. She's not, but she has a fucked up dog. Who I mean, could? she might be. She's having visions and shit in Path of Deceit. She is, she is having visions. I thought, I thought she was lying about that. She could be, but I feel, I don't yeah, know. I thought she was lying about think, that too. I think she would clear per- just because she's a MILF and she gets so many people to, to follow her just because they're like, oh, you're pretty. I'll do whatever yeah, you say. See, and if like, she was alive during like Clone Wars, she would fucking decimate Palpatine. Yeah, like she would be Palpatine the one taking ha- over the galaxy instead. Palpatine has to live through like fear and colonization, and then like sad bitches just look at the mother and are like, "You'll solve my problems, Milf, mommy. Yeah. Yes, mommy. Yes, no. Literally, that's what happened. Like she's, if she was controlling the empire, I fear things would not be good. I have something to say, a personal statement that I'm coming out with. Ever, if you know me, you know I love milfs. If you've been following me on TikTok long enough, I've made a lot of videos talking about MILFs. The mother does nothing for me. She's so scary. <gasps> that is my problem is she is she is so scary to me. And it's like, 
I usually love a, a sultry woman where they're like, it's okay. I'm going to take care of everything. I'm usually so in for that. Something about her, perhaps it's the religious imagery. Perhaps That's it's true. Per- perhaps it's the, the cultish nature of her, of her, her sect. But I, something about her, it activates my fight or flight response. I'm like, I want to get behind it. I want to get behind her so bad in a, because I also love an, a crazy, scary, evil, mean woman. But she's something about her. She's unattainable to me. She's so confusing I, in my brain. It doesn't work. And it it makes I, me so should, sad and disappointed and angry. I should be clear. I don't, I am not personally like down bad for her. I just like, I see the power that she has over others, like objectively, if that helps. Cause I am in your same no, boat of like, I she scares the, the fuck out of me. I personally am not like, yeah, I. I want to, to fuck this milf. Uh, I can see the yeah, like Claudia said, I can see the power and potential she she has. And yeah, Ollie, you are right. She is kind of scary. And I think, for me personally, it is like the religious stuff tied to her, and also my mommy issues. But you know, that's I mean, same for real. Uh oh, guys, am I the minority here? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it. Yes. brutal. Are you? Are you? A, are you a? an alicia fucker um i i'm not like going on my way but like she's she is i love a i also love a a scary woman who is uh, here's the thing about her i don't think she she truly believes what she's saying she's like this is a a means to an end so like yeah she's like doing cult activities she is running an mlm and i am eating that shit up wait guy it's not just an mlm it's a cult she's like jared leto you're so right (laughs) she runs a cult like jared leto and just like jared leto like she must have like she must have like blackmail on like half of hollywood like jared leto does morbius (laughs) morbius starring alicia it's called leveler (laughs) (laughs) do you think morbius is kind of leveler coded i don't think so no it's like you know in quest for the hidden city the the weird (laughs) the weird vampires in quest for the hidden city that's morbius (laughs) <laughs> no. No, okay i'm sorry i feel like builder max saw morbius and had flashbacks to when he was a child <laughs> <laughs> sorry not to talk about builder mac um but i do just have to say he is haunted he has demons and i think that's hilarious anyway um, no literally no. like in in previous in previous uh um like high republic episodes and just like conversations about elzor man we're like yeah Mance is fighting demons. The demons are bisexuality. But like Vilder Mac, like he is fighting demons and they are real. Like literal demons that are trying to get him. He's like, he's like epitome of like, well, is it paranoia if you're right? I think that that's another thing that's really interesting about the mother um, is that she's just like, she's clearly not invested. Worth, my homeboy, the Herald, who I have lovingly come to call Worth Herald. Um, <laughs> um, I think he's hilarious. Um. In Path of Deceit, he is one of my, like, the most interesting characters to me, because I just, like, he, he is so confounding, because I feel like he's, like, really down for the cause, right? Like, he believes, he's a hashtag believer, and he's like, damn, this bitch got my literal, my daughter killed, but she's helping my wife. I just gotta fucking play the part, but she's a fraud and a phony. Yeah, and then he gets his ass thrown in prison. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not working for you. No, literally. I'm like, he is so funny to me though, because I'm just like, he is he's like, I'm devoted to the cause, 
but not to her. Hashtag not my not my mother. Not <laughs> not my mother. No, that's that's Yana Rowe. Hashtag not my mother. Yeah, no, so that's true. her. That's that. Is that not the conversation her and Worth had at the end of Path of Deceit? Truly. <laughs> They are getting ready to sign a change.com petition as we speak. They are creating the change.com change.org, sorry. Change.org. How yeah. many how many change.org petitions do you think Marta Rowe has made? Be like save oh. the Jedi. Change.org. Abs- hundreds. Thousands, maybe. And everyone's like, <laughs> petitions are gonna do nothing. And she's like, we have to try. We have to try. Shut up. She's we have to try, and then she's tweeting a hashtag. <laughs> what hashtag does she have for Kevmo? Uh, probably nothing is flattering to Kevmo as it should be. TBQH. No, because the way Kevmo that Marta... sink to I, the ground. No, I will say, I'll be bold enough to say it. Marta, girl, you need help. <laughs> you need serious help yeah. right now. You have to get out of there. Cause... She was like, I-, I have religious trauma and then I met a boy and now I'm fucked up. No, she's like, she like speed ran i know it's like she's a complex character there's a lot going on but i was like girl what <laughs> especially i don't know what it was like i think in battle of jedda they were all just like so scary to me not so scary i think that something i is really interesting about the path is that it very much reflects like modern political discourse in the sense that it's like you will have someone say something that is like negotiable something that is somewhat reasonable even if you don't necessarily agree with it like and that's kind of embodied in the convocation of the force on Jedha and all their little representatives it's like clearly they're all having issues but they're all coming from the same like they're all coming from different places but they're having discourse and the path is there and they have like blatant misinformation that because you cannot prove it does not exist because it is not a fact it is not factual like you can't disprove it because there's nothing there to even disprove that keeps going and they like like but they are using that, like, having that be their main, like, argument is so current. And I think that might be what makes them so frustrating is that I'm just like, oh, my God, like, you're just so you're wrong on every single front. But it's I can't so Westboro Baptist Church coded. <laughs> but no, because that's the thing, even them, even like the Westboro Baptist Church, they're just like off the shit's insane. The thing about them is that, like, because they are presenting it in the way that they are. And they are presenting it as though it is fact. And they are also doing something that, again, you cannot factually dispute it in universe. Because it's like, we don't think that the force works that way. But like, we can't exactly give evidence on why the force doesn't work that way. We just kind of know. So when the path is like, hey, guys, fuck the Jedi, fuck force users, people, like average people, like we see it in Battle of Jedi when like they start a fucking riot like people don't know so it's very much like you're you're targeting vulnerable people who don't have good pathways to gain knowledge or access to information and mobilizing them and using them which is like the whole point of what the path does i think that's so scary it's so much scarier than like the nihil are to me what's interesting about that is it kind of sets up like how other than specific cultures on specific planets, overall the galaxy is much is very faithless in the current era of Star Wars. 
and we're always like really there's only the jedi and a lot of people will the meet the jedi and they'll really only believe the, in the force when they meet the jedi even in the prequel era and it really is interesting to see the dichotomy between like there was this era where there were many people who had beliefs and could be swayed in those beliefs um so much to people being like i don't really know if i believe in it kind of deal and it's very interesting like that that's the that is the path that they are haha the path that is the path that they are going of like see uh, misinformation was used and not in this case misinformation what what you described ollie is more like what is the truth um the truth is what people say it is um using that to kind of like sway the narrative um using using faith is it's i think it's an interesting dichotomy because like in the current era of star wars like faith is used as like it is used as a tool of both rebellion and of repression like believing in the jedi like they tried to erase the jedi so saying things like may the force be with you is an act of rebellion and then when you look in the past um you know just talking about how the force works can cause a fucking riot and it's like okay how do we get from a to b and i think that's that is essentially what the high republic is trying to do and it is achieving that so i would say that's a win that's a slay um that, that's a that's a that's a win for the high republic um yeah i do common higher public w common higher public w as always um we never lose um damn we really got to talk about fucking fox news um no literally i was like okay okay the path is posting misinformation on facebook okay (laughs) which quick which member of the path is most like greg gutfield (laughs) Stop. There is you. I don't want to give the answer to that. <laughs> anyway, is the mother like Ben Shapiro? Not clickbait. No, 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 not in a million years. Because Ben Shapiro, listen, he thinks he's like the mother, but he's not. His yeah, titties because... are too small, and his pussy is not as. <laughs> it's never mind. <laughs> is she in her Tucker Carlson era? No, because <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. She has swag where those bitches do not. Like her swag is that's, scary. That's Riz versus sexual harassment. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All exactly. Right. That part. I don't know. We we've kind of been really focusing in on like the stuff in the comics and in Battle of Jeddah, and to some lesser extent, um, Path of Deceit. I would like to talk about Path of Deceit for another reason. Um, we kind of touched on her, um, but core, um. Corinyana? Yeah, Corinyana. I'm trying to remember Cor's last name. Worth Harold. I guess. Hold on. I guess Cor. It's Cor Harold. Cor Pluth. It's not. Yeah, it is. Cor. We were so close to getting Court in phase one. Or not phase one, in phase two, but alas. What if Court K O R T? Fuck you, right? Her name is Cor Pluth. Yeah, because I know my shit, Claudia. I feel like yeah. a fucking clown. Anyways, as I was saying, um, core is like sliving. Um but no longer. Well, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> she got she got slayed. Anyways, point is, I really enjoyed this phase because of characters like Core. And just like I, I don't know, we we were talking about it of just like people's different interpretations of the force and understanding of it, and like I don't know. Of course, the path is kind of like, fuck fuck all you bitches for having different beliefs, um, where a lot of the other groups, as we see with the convocation of Anjeta, are like, well, we can we can talk, we can tussle, we can talk about our different beliefs um, and find some like common ground. 
Um, and I just, I, I liked this because um, in phase one, like Jordana Sparkburn kind of gave us this similar vibe of like lesbian who, <laughs> who has like thoughts about the force and is not necessarily a Jedi, which I think is just neat. Um, also, yeah, I or, love- That's a Justina she... Ireland- uh, mm-hmm. Justina Ireland Special. moment. I thought she would. She was more like uh, what's her name, the, the Mary Allen. Fuck, what is her Zine? name? Zine. Yeah, Zine is a Mickeyan. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh fuck, you're right. Um, I, I thought she was actually more like Zine because well, they both grow up in the path of the open hand and they're force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both like told that it's bad or whatever, but then they they all have their own ideas about. It. It's almost like Zine is what Core could have been. Almost. So true. And and Zine's like great grandpa or whatever got killed in path of oh yeah I also followed by that. something i realized one of the littles in path of deceit and in battle of jetta is the elder from zine's little group like in the comics oh shut the fuck up really yes yeah uh, on trimant yeah. yes oh uh, connections hashtag connections if that's what we're getting that's what we're getting um, I'm also so so scared and excited to find more out about Dalma. We found out a little bit in Mission to Disaster, which was phase one, um, and of course in Path of Deceit, but I know some shit's about to go down. I know some bitches are about to die in a very major way. We're also going to be in, um, fuck, what is it called? Uh, Edge of Balance is also going to be on Dalna, I believe. It's gonna be so dark. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I do. Honestly, I... Wef, there's bl- there's blood on your land. Oh no! <laughs> I did want to ask if uh, speaking of quest for the hidden city is where we first get to see the pathfinders, um, because they they've talked about it. Like we're dealing with all this religious shit and we're dealing with the wars, whatever. But this is the era of the pathfinders where they have teams of like half Jedi and then half like I guess Republic volunteers. Um, I don't know. I guess they're paid. I don't know. Normies. Who are they? I think they are because because the pop the teams are put together by the Republic. Yeah, they're put together by the Republic. Um, I think it's a really interesting. I think it's interesting because it's like we do have examples of fucked up colonization in Star Wars, but in this case, it's like it's not like a Manifest Destiny colonization vibe. It's a very almost idealistic vibe that obviously is going to end extremely tragically we know because that's how it is with the star war but it's like i just want to like talk about it and how interesting that is yeah and like i wonder if they're going to get with behind like the motivations and how that was established and stuff yeah i know i agree completely i think it's really interesting um especially in uh quest for the hidden city there's a lot of like conversation about like why people are doing this why this is good and we know there's um another comic that's name escapes me that's about a pathfinder team that i think it's going to touch on that a little as well is it the nameless yes thank you um but i think that is a really interesting i think a lot of people were kind of put off by phase two because a lot of the marketing was like this is going to be the age of the pathfinders and of the republic expansion and a lot of it hasn't really focused on the pathfinders if you haven't request for the hidden city at least it hasn't so i think it's a interesting I, i think a lot of people's expectations were not quite matching what's actually there but i do think that a lot of that is reliant on a a lot of the stories that we're getting are very reliant on the fact that there are pathfinding teams and there's a lot of outreach because a lot of the thing going the things going on on irem and arano it's like 
the Jedi are there because the Republic's trying to expand because there's blah, 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 blah. The path is responding because the Republic is expanding. The Jedi are going further out. There's all the stuff kind of relates back to it. So I think it's a really interesting setting. I'd love to get a little more into the pathfinding teams, um, which I'm sure we will as the phase continues. But I think um, the the combination too of like uh, Jedi, Padawan, pilot, medic, droid, found family. Like they have made the perfect combination for a found family. Also, I mean, they looked at the original Star Wars and they were like, Oh, I mean, there wasn't a medic, but like they looked at the original Star Wars and they're like, all right, so that's the secret sauce. Let's replicate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, I have to say this. So in Convergence, right, Gela's whole thing is that she was on a Pathfinder team that got really fucked up and she, we don't know exactly what happened, right? I was thinking a Pathfinder team is always the same combination. A Jedi, a pilot, a droid, a medic, and a Padawan. I'm like, Gala. It has to be a Padawan. That's I think what... it's just, I think it's just if you are a Jedi who has a Padawan, they come with you. I, I'm just, I'm really interested because I feel like, sorry, not to talk about convergence. I know we'll get there, but I'm just, I'm fascinated by Gela Natai and her backstory. But I was just thinking about it while we were talking. Wait, about why are you apologizing? This is the time to talk about it. I know, but we're talking about Quest for the Hidden City, which is honestly, Quest for the Hidden City is like one of my top two parts of this phase. I recommend it so it much if you have slays. not picked it up yet. Like, it's it's so good. Salandra's show in this and then in Battle of Jedha, she's so, she's so slay. Yeah. Can we talk about how she's the highlight in Battle of Jedha? She, like, yeah, the fact so that true. they didn't market her as the one of the main you know, characters. Why is, she has so much more dialogue than Ada for sure. And probably more than Crichton, honestly. And more character development too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Star Wars, please respect Asian women challenge. No, literally, they hate to see a girl boss winning. I think the ages of characters in this phase are so funny. The ones that we know canonically. Also, the fact that I was thinking about the fact that Porter Angle and Gelena Tai are like the same age is so strange well, to we, me. We don't know. I, do we know? Because he's Gela's, longer Gela, lived. Gela, well, he's still the same age. Because in the Blade, it says like, oh, it was 25 years ago when they were like five or six-ish. Gela no. is 30 in Convergence, so they are, like, the same age. Oh, shit, you're right. Oh, yeah, we got Porter Angle here. Shit. Yeah. Porter. Porter, it's so good to see you. It's Porter me, it's and his me sister, who is so... Hi, can I have your number? <laughs> yeah, who's also, like, not even actually his sister. They really... I feel like they... I was thinking about it. I feel like they read, like, a YA novel where there was that was written by someone who doesn't have siblings and the characters in it were constantly calling each other bro and sis. And they were like, we want to do that. I wanted to talk about Kor again just because of, uh, we already addressed that this would have spoilers, but when Kor passed away, <laughs> that like moment in the book did like make me sad. I didn't cry, but I was just like, no horror. Especially when, you know, um, she tells like Yada like why didn't you like ask me to go with you like I would have like said yes to going with you and I was like no and I was like oh yeah she's gone she's gone her having this conversation with Yana right now she's a goner and then Yana having to leave her body behind too I was just like y'all are fucked up for this y'all are fucked up you're not seeing heaven for this 
that last couple of chapters of Path of Deceit, I had like jaw on the floor the whole time. I was like, how could it get any? Oh no. No, I know. It just kept getting worse. I was like, no. Stop now. I'll say it. I feel like Path of Deceit is a book that I feel like every, as soon as I, aside from, honestly, aside from like Yana, as soon as I started getting invested in a character, a crazy shift would happen. I'd be like, who are you? (laughs) I would have to like learn who they are. So I feel like my big shock is like when at the end, when Kevmo gets his ass beat, I was less like, oh my God, I'm so sad about Kevmo. And more I was like, damn, this is like if in Into the Dark, they just killed off Reef. No, literally. If that part where (laughs) Komak was like, oh my God. Reef is dead. Fuck. If <laughs> that just, just like happened, real. yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's like when um, if like when Des got got like transported, if he just oh, yeah, and all of died. us are like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> Except they're they're really dead <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah, that is something I will say about this um phase of the High Republic is even though phase one they are killing bitches left and right, I there is no possible way i see it like coming out good for basically every character um i i think my one well, character porter. well porter yes porter i'm pretty mm, i don't I'm, know i've got a 95 percent confidence rate that he's going to survive this he um, might survive but is he going to thrive i fear he I may not fear not actually i do f- i don't think that i think he's he's pretty well adjusted in, in I know, phase by one the time well, yeah you but see him in phase one with like that Lodium is like 150 years yeah, he's had yeah. time to go to therapy but what if brash just dies of old age <laughs> what if she, what if okay i'm not gonna lie i really do kind of have a fear that that might happen because in the blade they do like talk about like she's like yeah well a quirky live like way longer than um than i do so you're gonna have to deal with life without me after I die of old age. And he's like, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I mean, and they covered that a little bit with um our king from phase one, the Wookiee. Oh my god. Why am I forgetting people's names? Arkov? Yeah, Arkov. No. No, Burry? little baby. Burry? Yeah, they covered that with Burry. <laughs> Why'd like... you call him? Did you just call him Arcane? I said Arcane. Oh, I thought you said oh, Arcane. And I was like, I, oh, the misery. Oh, the misery. <laughs> Every oh. single person wants to be <laughs> my enemy. Yeah, I, that's true. <laughs> they did touch on that with Burry, where it's just like, King, you are a Wookiee. You're going to lo- like live longer than a lot of these other motherfuckers. Oh, but like I would say, I don't think... I. Here are some people that I, I'm I'm pretty sure are going to make it out. I think Solandra Show is going to make it out alive of this bitch. However, I don't know if she's going to be part of the Jedi Order at the end of it. Um, There was, I can't remember who said it, but somewhere in phase one, there was a mention of a, Ollie, it looks like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because I was the one who said it. Oh. In phase one, there's um, a mention of of someone, like they find some stuff like on a creature. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they find some stuff like on a creature that they think might be like related to the leveler. And they're like, oh, this is information from someone who used to be a Jedi or who used to be a part of the Jedi Order. And I don't know if they meant like, oh, they're just dead or if it's like they left. Anyway. Mm. Not looking good for whoever that is. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like all the girls are are going to drop dead, um, which I don't know. I think that has good like perks and also disadvantages. Perks being like, I'm like, okay, I feel like I've 
you've come into the narrative and I've gotten to see to the end of your narrative but at the same time I'm also like shit that sucks ass like all the girls are dying and also that's like really impeding my ability to like connect on a deeper level I feel like I've got my little scrunglies in this this phase but like they're not they don't I don't have the same amount of brain rot quite in the same way that I have like when I'm like thinking about like Elzar I'm like oh my god Elzar you stupid fuck and I know that like the purpose of this this phase is a lot of world building and a lot of like I mean we said that we were talking about convergence but we were like it feels like this is a story that they're that they're telling about the past um that you know that affected the present that kind of thing and I think that's important and like it doesn't mean like that the characters aren't any less lovable or any less whatever it's just that like it definitely feels like this is a this is where we are fleshing out all of the we're doing a lot of world building we're doing a lot of um thematic building almost kind of deal whatever so it's not like I didn't expect characters to get their ass beat um but yeah I think I have that same feeling um and maybe that's just like wave one of phase two though also because they're just like we got to set up so much shit we have to in phase one when we said here's a mouse tool we'll use for later we are now having to use all the mouse tools <laughs> their mouse tool speed run um <laughs> that's phase two yeah literally um, I think something that I I joked about it when we interviewed Zoraida, but something I think is funny is the idea at the end of Midnight Horizon, spoilers for Midnight Horizon, Yoda is talking to Wreath and he's like, we have to look to the past in order to figure out what to do for the future. And he has, first of all, he has some fucked up person with him all covered up. Who the fuck Builder is Mac. that? <laughs> it's Builder Mac. He's just so Builder. old. He's so fucking old. It, it's a grisk. It's a grisk, I tell you. <laughs> Claudia... You're fucking stupid. Anyway. <laughs> um, damn. <laughs> that was a joke. Love you. Kiss. Anyway. Um, but I was saying, I think that the idea of this phase, like the last uh, of the last thing that comes out in this phase, like the last like epilogue. The epilogue um, of fucking Path of Vengeance. The epilogue of Path of Vengeance is, wow, Wreath closing a big ass book. That was crazy that I just read all of that. Don't quite know why I had to hear about this bitch getting her hair braided and why I had to hear about like all this weird romance going on. Not quite sure how that plays into it, but that was a great read. So so what does this mean, Master Yoda? <laughs> I just think that is funny. I'm just I'm excited to see how this informs phase three, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I just think yeah. it's funny. Like I'm kind of that's kind of how I'm processing it. There, I mean when you think about the prequel era it is kind of similar and then like they're doing a lot of world building a lot of thematic building and it's like only because we got like the clone wars that we were able to like sit and vibe with certain characters when we knew all those bitches were dying like we knew they were all going before they could end up being anybody's blorbo yeah i feel like speaking of blorbos let's talk about convergence because out of everything in this phase of the high republic the main cast of Convergence, they are my Blorbos. Axel, Gella, Fantu, and Ziri, love you. You guys are everything to me. Um, I don't see Fantu and Ziri again. I'm going to fart and start throwing hands. You're going to fart? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's not like you said I'm going to fart. <laughs> Claudia is holding in a yeah. fart. <laughs> I'm so glad that all of us heard I'm going to fart from Claudia. 
that again. You better cut that out. No, listeners, if you heard that, if you heard fart, please tweet at us at Race on twitter.com.edu.gov. That you heard Claudia say that she's going to fart if she does not see Fantu Azuri again. This is a threat, <laughs> Lydia Kang. <laughs> no, but for real, for real, though, if I don't see those motherfuckers, because we know for sure, like, because Axel's on the fucking cover of that book, <laughs> that bitch is going to be there. But, like, Fantu, Ziri, <laughs> please come back. I miss you. Jess, can I spoil something from Battle of Jeddah for you? Yeah. Like, basically the end of it, the main conceit. The treaty between their two planets doesn't get signed and they're basically back at war again. <laughs> so like... No! <laughs> so like... No, I, I, I hope the they, time, but they better fucking be there. The whole time I was like, I know there's a war going on that's really terrible, but also like, no, they love the story. No. no, but like for real though, I figured it wasn't going to get signed. Like I was already just getting the vibes from the beginning. I was like, this fucking treaty is not going to get signed. These bitches already don't seem like they want to fucking be here or be dealing with this. And then there's going to be a battle. No way this is going to get fucking signed. No, because just the idea, I'm just, I'm just thinking about Fantu and Ziri because right now um, where this phase kind of leaves it, this wave leaves it, is that communications on Iron Man and Aaron are all fucked up. Thanks, Axel. Um, <laughs> they're all Stupid fucked up. Fuck. Dumb fucking bitch. But they're all fucked up, right? So the idea of Fantu and Ziri hanging out, doing rehabilitation, doing like a little seminar and cleaning all this stuff up, whatever. And then some, someone coming in and whispering in their ear and they're like, oh. Huh. Fuck Romeo and Juliet. I only care about fan two and series. No, because at least they're grown. No, but for real. Yeah. Oh, them. Oh, fan two and series. There's something so special about them. That's the thing. I think people are always like, "Oh, I don't like it when Star Wars touches on love stories." I'm like, "No," because Star Wars. Here's the problem. People don't like when Star Wars has love stories because there are so few and far between that when there is one, it has to be so fucking good that it like like. If it's not perfect, then people aren't going to like it. First of all, this was a perfect love story. Second of all, I think we need more love stories in Star Wars. I think we need an yes. overabundance. I think we need an oversaturation of love stories in Star Wars. Because this, so this far with Phase 2, we've gotten like a, a good couple ones. Yeah. Got, mm-hmm. Although Three, at um, least. two of them ended in in death. But yeah, we got I mean, four. I would love for us to carry this energy into, into um, Phase 3. Yeah, Reef just starts kissing Bell Zetafar. Absolutely, Bell Reef Nation. This is how if, we can still win. If we say it enough times, maybe it'll happen. Well, you need to record it, like of you saying it, like you saying it, and then putting it in reverse on like the <laughs> yeah, and just like play really, the entire really quiet. Episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. <laughs> I like this. I'm like, come on, listen. There's a lot. <laughs> I will be willing to concede if we get Bell Reef <laughs> subliminal messaging. <laughs> yeah. Rupal's subliminal subliminal mm. messaging race. Yeah. No, but I, I do love a romance. And I'm like, listen, I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. Convergence made me believe in straight love. Even though I do think all, I do think all of them are bi in some way, shape, no, or form. No, no, because I agree. Like I, I like they're all bi for bi for bi for bi. But like the way Fantu was the way Fantu was looking at Axel was not it was but, not yeah, them putting like a, a a guy and girl relationship. I was just like, maybe 
maybe different gender relationships are okay. Yeah, maybe straight passing relationships are okay. Huh. Also, I just, I just have to talk about, I'm so sorry. My Jedi Knight, that is the shit that dreams are made of. I... Axel Greylark is so down bad. It's sickening. It's if fucking in sickening. Three, nobody is reading a romance novel about them. Then what was it fall for? That's what Reed Silas is going to be doing with Yoda. Reed Silas <laughs> is like, Belle won't love me. So I guess I'll just read sad romance novels about Gilla and Axel. You know what? I'm going to like for in for light and dice. I'm going to just have Lysander talk, start talking about like, he's like, I read this book. <laughs> about this jedi knight so true i love that okay wait and this this guy <laughs> who do you think of the padawans in phase one writes rpf about phase two characters and why go <laughs> Lula Talisola. next question <laughs> actually interesting my, my hot take is um uh Vern actually writes a lot of rpf um okay. and everyone's like, was i everyone's gonna like, say court Oh, because oh, why, why was I gonna say for Zelotara Ball? They're writing it together. Court is writing things about his friends, but like mean fan fictions about his friends. <laughs> mean friend fiction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's the the like, Tina Belcher, like so I started writing I writing uh erotic friend fiction. And yeah. for, it's not erotic. He's like, and then Farzella farted and fell down a flight of stairs. Shut the fuck up. I was about to say the exact same thing. I was about to say, and then Farzella had a really stinky, gross fart and everyone booed. Written Which by Court. is a fan artist, like doing commissions online fan art. I think it's Honesty Weft. What the <laughs> f- <laughs> Everyone's like, who's making this fan art? And they're like, Honesty Weft. Who do who drew this Creighton Sun? Honesty. <laughs> they're doing they're doing fan art of Porter Angle, and they're like, you know, that guy's still alive, right? Like you can't. And the Porter's like, hey, this looks kind of good. I like the idea. I had the vision the other day of the idea. Of... <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like we all have to accept on some level that Load and Greatstorm and Porter Angle explore each other's bodies at least Absolutely. once. Absolutely. I think the idea of Load and Greatstorm having a little like. A t- like 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 little image like a wallet sized picture of Porter when he was young in his wallet and being like oh this is look how handsome he was he's still handsome but look how handsome he used to be I like to think that yeah like one day Bell just saw him and I was like is that is that Porter <laughs> and then Lone's like yeah it's handsome yeah, and Bell's like oh <laughs> don't say that again Oh my god. Oh somehow I always bring it back to Loden. It's always about him. Loden He's the main King. character. Don't talk about Loden. He's the main character of Star Wars, actually. Can we talk about fucking Marda having Kevmo's yellow lightsaber now and fucking kind of parallels there with like Martian later acquiring goddamn Loden? Well, I mean He's... I think still has Kevmo's lightsaber. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what his gun is made out of. He's just like Ezra. Oh. Yeah, well, don't compare them. Don't compare... Don't compare... Boy Slay to... Boy Slay negative. <laughs> boy Slay positive boy, and Boy, boy Slay, slay <laughs> negative. Yeah! Boy Slay? <laughs> that's yeah! 
new term i've never heard that um before. it's it's slaying for boys um ezra's boy slay positive um because like he's slaying the boy and Marcion's boy slay negative because i hate his ass and he kills people <laughs> he's like literally he, slaying he's literally slaying and he reminds me of hard rock nick there i said it <laughs> you're the one who threw me this <laughs> yeah but i was the one who said it so and it not almost to... it almost made me pass out. I was like, "Oh my god!" I did respond in the tweet saying that I'm going to kill whoever tweeted that. Uh, well, so... you're going to have to find me first. <laughs> yeah, it was also embarrassing because I was like, "Okay, I had to Google a, for a picture of Marcian Rowe. I have <laughs> several images of Hard Rock Nick on my phone, ready at any moment to, to send off into the world." <laughs> That's a lot about mm-hmm. Hard Rock Nick's beard and how it kind of reminds me of Tony Stark's beard <laughs> in the Avengers. Holy fuck! What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into a Hard Rock Nick cast. <laughs> RuPaul's Nick race. Welcome back to another episode of the Nick cast. I can't. Oh my gosh, let's talk about Ada Forte. <laughs> Speaking of Nick toes. <laughs> Anyways. Oh Ada, I wish you'd gotten to do more. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh That's girl, right. give I us something, like... anything, please. I'm gonna, I'll say it. I'm. I'll talking about Battle of Jetta. I liked a lot of the ideas in it. I feel like I would have liked it a lot more if it was a book, because I think like a lot of the time was spent being like, "It's okay, Crichton. It's not your fault." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not his fault. He, we get it. Come on, guys. He's just having a bad day. I mean, and." As somebody who like consumes a lot of audio drama and also has liked like some of the previous Star Wars audio dramas, I feel like, and like it's interesting because like I read Quest for the Hidden City before this, and it's another piece that George Mann did, and I really liked Quest for the Hidden City, mm-hmm. and I felt like the story that he was writing really lent itself to prose, and it didn't really lean itself to audio drama. I see why they did it because it's a very action heavy plot line and very whatever. Um, but it almost felt like there was a lot philosophically, there was a lot going on in their minds or whatever, and that would have done better with prose rather than a script. Um, and I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it would have been, it would have been almost like, am I, cr- I like, I almost think Convergence would have kind of banged as an audio drama, to be honest. I feel that. I, I feel like, I think. I like it is, as is. The- I like it as is. I just think it would be interesting. I feel I like, like a lot of, of the like seat could have also been a good audio drama. Ooh, yeah. That's the one I would say if I yeah. was to make one an audio drama, that would be it. I think I'm a very big fan of like like prose because I really like the ability to look inside, the ability to like get insight on a character's emotions from in their own words in a certain way, like from a certain point of view, I guess. So I really like that like I feel like we really get to know did you really say from a certain point of view no what are you talking about <laughs> did you guys hear that I didn't did hear I say that. that yeah that was weird anyway <laughs> I well, love that we're just now just blatantly the gaslighting Claudia on the podcast <laughs> that's what I do that's what it's what I have to do but I I feel like a lot of the insight that we get from prose I would have really liked because I do really like Crichton Sun. And I was like, one of my big things for Battle of Jedi was I was like really excited to get to know him and pick his mind a little bit. And I feel like there was a lot of him saying kind of like, he seems like the kind of bitch who's saying like, I'm saying what people need to hear to a certain extent, 
like people are like it's not your fault man you're all good and and i think that like it would have been nice to see why does he think that he is causing the problem why does he think it's his responsibility like i will say about the fallen star one of the best part like the best parts of the fallen star were hearing stellan geos's kind of internal monologue and about like why he's feeling the way he is about avar why he's feeling the way he is about his responsibilities and his friendships like i really think that Crichton's son as a character would have benefited from that um, I think Ada would have would have benefited I, from that. I agree completely because I feel like I like Ada as well, but we didn't get to like know a lot about her. Like she just was kind of there, which you know she did some very slate things. I just would have liked a little bit more from her. Yeah, I I almost like it's not that audio drama can't do that. It's just that I think this style, especially with Star Wars storytelling, I don't think it lends itself to it. like it works better with prose. Um. Even in comics, we've really gotten to see like people's inner monologue. Like, I think the that my favorite example of that is Monster of Temple Peak, um, with like an inner monologue. Um, and it can be done with audio drama. I promise it can be. Shout out to Wolf Three Fifty Nine. You are my favorite example of that. Um, that might be because they are taught some audio drama resort to the like I am talking to a recorder sort of thing. But that could really that can really work in Star Wars. Like I'm talking to a droid or I'm talking to a recording or whatever i know they've done it with lando a couple times whatever um but that's not the only way that they can do it but um i do i do star wars's dedication to the bit of like we're always gonna have an audio drama <laughs> and everything i'm like you know what sly fucked up how in battle of jedda they're like all of the guardians of the wills there's only seven of us here Crichton, ada and the guardians of the wills and all the rest of the guardians of the wills are dead i'm like there's only five guardians of the wills left what the fuck what is that about anyway and and who who birthed Baze and chirut then well i mean those five they're doing a lot of work shit i like the idea that you are born into the guardian of the wills is that is that like no i just to... made that up okay i was gonna say whoa <laughs> whoa incest vibes much um <laughs> sorry <laughs> anyways i think this could be like a natural segue into kind of like our overall like thoughts um slash critiques so yeah i agree um that like i just feel like battle of jedda was not the best suited for audio of of the things that we've gotten from phase two um for that exact reason i think it's like my least favorite part of phase two which sucks because like once again i'm a big fan of Crichton. um spoilers spoilers lore drop I have not read Quest for the Hidden City, so this was my first interaction with Salandra, but, like, I really liked her. I really liked the parts with her in this book, or this book, this audio drama, but I, I think it would have been better in a book. Um, I also think that, like, I don't know. I've really enjoyed this phase, but it's just been a little hard for me to connect to the characters. Um, that being said, I think come wave two... Now that we've kind of gotten the groundworks of the groundwork, um, that things are going to be, there's going to be a little bit more um, emotional resonance um, with the characters and, and all the stuff that's going down. Also, the fact that Kevin Scott is writing a YA book for this, this phase is fucking off the shits and it's going to be so dark. I can feel it now. Yeah, he's scaring me a little bit. I no, mean, I agree. I'm like, Maddie, get out of there, girl. Maddie and Olivia. I'm like, you guys need to run. Also, 
the idea of getting Vilder Mac in a, in a YA novel is so funny to me. Like that is, he is like the least suited character for a YA novel. I can't wait. <laughs> Watch that come back to bite me in the butt when in the last comic he dies a violent death right in front of her or some bullshit. My God, no, they are just like gonna, Joel and yeah. Ellie. He's gonna pull no. back and he'll just run off into the fucking woods too. We, we mm. have to have a character who runs off into the woods in every single thing. Fucked up oh, old man. Know, you know who or I didn't he talk runs about? Off into the desert. I'm so sorry. You know who we completely forgot to talk about? Sav Mulligan. Oh fuck. Guys, oh, yeah. Higher, higher Public Adventures is really good. There's also oh. sorry, not to not to talk about about queer representation in terms of numbers, but there are two gay men in there who have a romance. Daniel Jose Older will always come through for bitches. He, he will always will. come through. No, he will. And also, like, I'm so sorry. Sav is, like, such a charming character. She has the funniest, like, cutest little faces. And she's just, like, she's so funny because we don't get a lot of, like, we don't get a lot of Jedi stories where they're not sure about being a Jedi. Like, we do, but it's a lot of the time a more, like, introspective kind of, like, I need to center myself. And a lot less of a, fuck it. I want to do something silly. Which is what Saab is doing, and I know there's going to be a deeper reason, but it is really good. I'm really enjoying it. It's very removed from the rest of what's happening in this phase, which is why I think it kind of slipped my mind. But shit, it's so good. I'm sure it will eventually connect. It'll be like, mm-hmm. you're having a fall. Oh, no. I bet you- Ax- Go ahead. No, finish what you were going to say. No, I was going to say Axel Greylark versus Saab Mulligan. She kills him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of Cataclysm. <laughs> she, and hits then- him with her- she hits him with her ship. Exactly. Um, no, what I was gonna say is that perhaps the little fucker from the end of Midnight Horizon, perhaps we're gonna meet them in, in Sob's comic. I feel like Daniel's like, I gotta, I gotta make sure you guys remember that part. Do you think it'll be another yeah. solo character? <laughs> it's say, it's it Kira. Like Fuck no. <laughs> Yo, no. It's Raiden Boss. <laughs> isn't there like that like lobster looking crab guy in this comic that's from is he from scissor punch yeah yeah Yeah. he loves that fucking movie he loves that damn movie (laughs) you will rip solo from daniel's cold dead fingers (laughs) no truly it is so funny every time i every time i pick up a daniel jose older joint i'm always like where's the solo reference i know it's in here somewhere (laughs) where's the cheese it's under the sauce Oh. where's the solo reference it's under the high republic and the gay people <laughs> that Daniel- no because listen i know solo too a lot of it is just like fan theories whatever like there was never really a solo two in production daniel jose older can write solo too um, he already I did be- he already did it's called last shot okay but, uh, bitch you think i don't know about last shot you think okay. i don't know about last shot i'm saying I'm just- i think he needs to he needs to write he needs her an entirely new a new number i think he could do it that's the only person i trust with solo too i want a solo prequel (laughs) (laughs) baby han capitalism exactly (laughs) that part no the the time where han is in the imperial like academy wouldn't it be that stuff basically i have violence written by you just called him Valence. What? Valence. Violet Valence, written by Daniel Jose Alder, is going to be 
<laughs> fucking gay people's joker. <laughs> anyway, man, phase two sucks. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, not what um, I was saying. I what Mel was saying about like I feel like I can't get attached to bitches. I feel like it's like almost like a wider media issue that I have right now because it's like yes bitches do die realistically in these sort of situations however that's not very fun like and not that it's not very fun because i'm sad but also like it makes the deaths not feel as and i think we said this when we talked about the fallen star a little bit but it, it makes the deaths not feel as i don't know meaningful and i think if this will be a really interesting conversation to have like once phase three is finished as well because i think they're trying to set it up as like there were lots of jedi they died or they didn't like it, that's just how it was and not everybody was special um and i think that's valid um <laughs> sorry you're not special elzar man i'm sorry you got to die a normal death you will Did never be selling no i, I, I was talking about elzar i think he oh. should die of old age also i don't believe i will say this forever until they prove me otherwise i don't believe selin is dead and they're gonna have to pry that from my cold dead mm-hmm. hands no. Star Wars rules. If I don't see that motherfucker's last breath, that's I what I'm fucking saying. Person, I think I'm the only person on this podcast who has come to terms with Stone Geos' death, guys. No, Kevin, okay. uh, all those, all the fucking Claudia Gray, DJO, Charles, Justina, you have to actually write that they see his dead ass body floating in the water. Yeah. And then I will fucking start mourning. But for now. <laughs> No, because that's the thing. That's the thing. Maul got fucking cut in half. Stellan Geos was just on a sh- sinking ship. Bitch, Palpatine got thrown down a fucking reactor chute and electrocuted. <laughs> Somehow Stellan has returned. No, I'm just saying, I think that Avar couldn't send his song in the force because of the fucking nameless that were on Starlight Beacon. Guys, come so on. True. Fucked up let's dog. Be, let's be real. Starlight Beacon. Also, no, because also, I just... Not to get a little too personal, but I had a bit of a a, a, a t- troubling time. I had a familial death like around that time when I read that Stellan Geos passed away because we had an early review copy. This was like right at the end of last year. I remember on Christmas Day, basically waiting for some other news, personal news, because I knew it was coming. I remember reading Christmas Day that Stellan Geos, Orla Jereni, Nibisik had all fucking died. And I remember being like, Listen, I'm sad as fuck about the other two, but God damn it, Stellan, you can't do this to me. You're coming through. So even if they do show Stellan's body, I'm gonna be like, he's fine. Does that he's sound like the, different? Does that sound like the ravings of someone in a manic episode? You tell me. But you're correct. <laughs> Thank you. As someone anyway, not in a manic episode, I think you're correct. I love that. I like how we're supposed to be talking about phase two when we just decided to talk about fucking Stellan Geos. <laughs> fucking Stellan Geos? He's this podcast's favorite white man, I fear. <laughs> I think so. I think that's true. I think yeah. if I had to pick a white man to be like, this is, I'm putting my my bets behind, out of anyone in Star Wars, yeah, it's Stellan. Who would it get canceled on the Hollow Knight in phase two? In phase two? Axel Greylark. That's, that's like canon in the story. That he's, yeah, he's gotten like, canceled on the Hollow Net many times. Mm-hmm. He's the Azalea. Is he the Azalea Banks of Star Wars? Oh. <laughs> Shut up! Wait, okay, no, because no, because Azalea Banks. No, because Azalea Banks. Do you guys remember when Azalea Banks was just like in Elon Musk's house when she was waiting for Grimes, and then yeah. Elon Musk was like tweeting some bullshit, and they almost called her to testify in front of a grand jury. 
Um, I think about that. That was one of my favorite celebrity dramas. Axel Greylark doing that to like a Santeca choreograph. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts about the High Republic phase two? I mean, from what I have read, I it did take me forever to get into the stuff. Uh, not just on me, but yeah, I guess like what Mel said, I I found it a little hard to like feel as connected to these characters. Maybe that's also part of the reason why I was like struggling to get into it because I did um pick up and put down like Path of Deceit several times before actually finishing. Um, but still, once I did start like um getting into the thick of it. Uh, shout out to the backyardigans. Oh. <laughs> I I did like it. Uh, I am also struggling with <laughs> with the Battle of Jeddah too because I agree where this probably would be better as a book because I'm just like hmm something feels off to me with this and I I couldn't quite put my finger on it but yeah like what Mel said maybe if this was a book it would have helped better. But yeah, I like it. I can't give full like a full review on everything that's happening until like all of phase two is completed. And then I probably have better, more more complete thoughts. <laughs> and I probably should also <laughs> read the comics and finish Battle of Jedi because I have no idea what's going on. But uh yeah. Uh and <laughs> If you all see me tweet weird stuff about Axel Greylark, mind your business. So true. I, my favorite thing about this phase thus far has been my Twitter presence vis-a-vis Axel Greylark. I like um tweeting something about Axel Greylark and then four deeply strange and esoteric images along with it. Um, with no real <laughs> meaning correct. behind any of them they always are correct is the thing and most of the time I don't put a whole lot of thought into what images I'm posting with it I'm just like yeah I'm feeling violent I'm feeling a lot of feelings about that little guy something I love Mel about your thoughts on Axel Greylark so funny because it's like I feel like some people feel like Axel Greylark like oh my god he's like he's hot and he's like whatever like but he's crazy <laughs> he's twisted but I'm like you don't find him hot in any way shape or form is the thing you have this affliction to him for other reasons which is almost scarier which I really like I really like that about you I I like you know you guys are posting pictures and stuff of Axel Gray like the people who are like oh he's hot I was like yeah I guess he's a handsome guy but no, I started to like Axel Greylock because he had mommy issues. And I was like, you're so, so true, King. Me too. Me too. Just like, how, just like, I got attached, just like how I got attached to Marciano and his daddy issues. You see, you just throw me a fucked up little guy with a parent issue. And I'm like, Haha, mine now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say, I think I really enjoyed phase two. Um, I think it's a lot of like, I, I like a lot of the like concepts that are being introduced. I think I would just like to see a lot of it fleshed out a little more. And I would like to live with these characters for a little while. Cause again, I think as everyone said, I don't need to beat a dead horse is that there's so much exposition and so much like, um, setting the scene 
like I felt like not to like make Battle of Jeddah a punching bag because there were a lot of parts of Battle of Jedi I really liked but I think that a lot of it was like it felt like so much setting the scene and then the action was all over so fast and I feel like that was kind of that's kind of how I felt about everything except for Convergence and honestly except for Quest for the Hidden City like I feel like those are the two that really got into the shits and really got into the story and really sat with the characters and let us get to know these characters um I think um path of deceit does that as well but it's just not quite as pronounced like i don't know there's just something there's some special sauce in convergence um but i i think what's really nice is that because so much of it was like isolated to one area like when they're all on their struggle barge like we really got to get to know them we really got to dig into why they are the way they are and so much of that novel is character driven and i think that to a lesser extent path of um Quest for the Hidden Cities like that as well. So I'm excited to see that a little more. And I'm excited now that we know these characters, we don't have to learn like their names, where they're from, why they act, like what their job is, why how they fit into this thing, whatever. Like I'm excited to just kind of get to know them. So I'm really, I'm really hopeful for how the rest of this, this wave is going to go or this next wave is going to go. Overall, I said this before, I feel like this is a lot of setup, so I don't mind. Um, so I, I will want to see kind of the follow through. I feel like with phase one, we were like, oh, there's a lot of slay things happening. And then at the end, we were like, whoa, we got we loved these characters. And now we're getting our ass beat and not in like a, oh, this is a tragedy and in a like heartrending way. But like, damn, I just feel like I'm getting my ass beat. Um, and right now, so it feels like almost the opposite of like, okay, we're getting, we're doing the, we're putting the work, putting the hours right now. Uh, that being said, um, it's weird. Cause like I had the most fun with convergence, but I think path of deceit was my favorite, like writing wise. I, I just like, I loved how path of deceit, like the way that it set the tone and the way that it, like, it really set the tone is like, Oh, we're really in it now, boys. It was very like a completely different vibe, which I was like, I like that we started with that because it's very like different. Um, I liked how like with Path of Deceit, I oh, it's almost like Path of Deceit like set expectations for me of like nobody's getting out of this alive. You are not going to be having a good time. Just sit with that. Um, which isn't a bad thing. Um, and I liked I liked the right like I liked starting with a mystery. I you know that's not normally a thing we do in Star Wars, whatever. So I like the I think I really like the variety here. Um, I mean I remember because I read the Phase One after you guys did. And I remember when you guys were talking about Phase One initially, like you didn't really have this problem of like okay we'll have to wait and see. You are you were like we're in it to win it. We're in it to win it. And that might be because in Phase One you have like Light of the Jedi, which has to do like all of this work, and then you get everything else. With this, it's like now you know we are dealing with the fallout of everything and we're getting into the nitty-gritty so um I feel like I love talking about I guess this in just a general like storytelling point of view because there aren't a lot of times just generally in media where we are working we are creating the architecture from the ground up for something in a way that's not like you know franchise project I mean this is a part of a franchise ironically but like that isn't like everything has to live on its own sort of thing even though the high republic does still have that problem of like oh it's in like six different publishers and it's really hard to access and like you know if you don't read path of deceit then things get confusing and like shit like that um i feel like i i always have the same 
I always have the same criticism and this is just of like the high Republic in general. This is not any of the writer's fault or anything of like, they need to make it clear. This is like a numbered series. Like I, my partner is like, and this is like a numbered series. And like, I get it. There are some things where like, you just have to make it an on-ramp for everybody. But at some point it's like, okay, but it's not an on-ramp for everybody. Like this is, it's a, it's a cohesive thing. Like, and it should be like, even if you're going to do the adult books one, two, and three, which I don't think you should, but like, I know they're all from different publishers or whatever, which is great, except for that it, it like, it really does take away from the story if you don't consume everything. And even the most like die hard Star Wars fans are like, how do I get into this? Whatever. Like we're having to like, we shouldn't have to do this much work for the thing that's like supposed to be marketing for the thing, if that makes sense. Cause like extended media is supposed to be marketing. Um, and if they're putting in this much work, like it should not be this hard. Um, and like, you know, people want to like display the books prettily on their, on their, on their shelves or whatever. And it's like, it should say book one, two, and three. And like my partner is reading Percy Jackson right now um, for the first time. And, you know, it's a little confusing that there's like one series and then another series and then another series. And then the first one is middle grade. And then the second one is like YA. So like, so you have that variety, like same thing here, but it's still very clear. Uh, it's still very clear, like the order you should read it in and like that kind of shit. And I do, I do feel like that takes away from the story. And like, I know for some people, like they don't want to read middle grade or they don't want to read YA or they don't want to read comics or whatever. But I feel like if you're gonna, if you're gonna do a multimedia thing, like go all in. I, I And again, I don't know how I would enact that if I was president of Lucasfilm but Kathleen Kennedy has nothing to do with this but um it's just something that I think about and something of like you know if I wasn't in the shits this would be so hard to comprehend to be like who is that wait which comic it's just it takes away from it especially because they work so hard on it anyways I've said that before so here I just want to cap this off with kind of a question a thought exercise perhaps even i would be curious to see someone who read it in like chronological order in the same way because once again this is the reason i feel like a lot that we got this information presented to us in this way was almost as like an homage or an echo to like the movies where it was like okay you have the original trilogy and then you have the prequels and then you have the sequels that's kind of the vibe that i'm getting from the higher public of like this is their prequel era essentially and so I don't know. I just, I, it would be so interesting to be like, oh my God, Gela, Axel, um, oh my God, Fantu, Theory, and like Porter. Oh my God, great. That's like, <laughs> Porter is like, if like, Porter is like Yoda, except for Yoda is here. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God. He's like Yoda light. <laughs> He's Yoda heavy. He is much bigger than Yoda. Where's the, yeah. um, the fucking Porter angle back back where he's on. In he's phase having... three, he's gonna be on Bell's back. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time for our favorite part of the podcast, Name That Ship. Uh the premise of Name That Ship is as follows. We have searched the dark reaches of the internet um for fan fiction about our favorite Star Wars characters um, and all the wild pairings that um, they get put into and other misadventures that they have on a little website called Archive of Our Own. Um, listeners are more than welcome to submit fan fictions um, to be to be reviewed and documented here on this podcast. Um, for example, I am, um, I'm going to be covering a fan fiction sent in by Lane Barbarian today. 
if you're ever feeling generous and you find something on AO3 that you just have to share with someone, we have a Google um, form you can submit to in the show notes. So yeah, I said that in the most long-winded way humanly possible. Are you guys ready for the fan fiction I am bringing today? Yes. yes. I don't think I've ever been more ready. I'm going to start screaming and crying. It's pretty um short and sweet. Um, I, I, I'm just very curious about this whole entire thing. Like I said, Lane Barbarian sent this in. Um, the t- There aren't a whole lot of tags, but we'll get into it. The fanfiction is called He Who Brings Chaos. Additional... Whoa. <laughs> like Axel? Oh, I was like Martian Row, but no. Um, additional tags. I don't even know how to describe this. Band of people, character A. Subset of group of people. That's another tag. Betrayal. Death. Another sub... So same subset as for before of people. Character A. Uh, the ship is character A, character B. I really don't have any way to um, summarize this fan fiction. I will say in the author's note, there is a word that has a translation on it. If that is helpful. Is this Mandalorian? Yes. Is there's that the group of people? Yes. Mandalorian character A. So they're not normally a Mandalorian. They are not usually a Mandalorian. Is, is, is character B Death Watch? Is in Death Watch, yes. Okay. So that's the subset. So so they're both Mandal- they're both Mandalorians and not normally Mandalorians. No. Character A is not normally a Mandalorian. Character B is normally a Mandalorian. But um, not normally in Death Watch. I never said that. Bo-Katan? Oh. No, not Bo-Katan. Two men, two women? It is straight. Okay. I'm assuming this is the era of the Mandalorian. Are these characters that are normally from that era, or no, not not from the Mandalorian? Is one Previsla? One is Previsla, Previsla, and a woman. Previsla, <laughs> laughable. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Is it force sensitive? Um, I don't think that this character is canonically force sensitive. It'd be cool if she was, though. Prequel era, Rebels. Yes. Oh, prequel, prequel era. era. Is it Padme? It is not Padme. Satine. No, she's Mandalorian. Um, not Ventress. Who the fuck else is there? So is she normally a Mandalorian? She's not normally a Mandalorian. Not normally a Mandalorian, okay, cool. nor part of Death Watch. But in this fanfiction, she is part of Death Watch. Okay. Is she Rio Chuchi? No, not Rio Chuchi. <laughs> oh, thank I just, God. I, just I was thinking always about like, that too, Ollie, and I was afraid to say. <laughs> I just always like to throw that out just like to get it out of the way. No offense to Rio. Love you, girl. Um, Is this character human? Yes. Okay. Is it Mon Mothma? It is not Mon Mothma. <laughs> that, <laughs> is, that is what I'm interested in. Um, Mon Mothma slash Previsla, that's what you're interested in? I know. I'm more just fascinated by it. I'd love to poke someone's brain. Um, okay, is this person I like think of women? Is this person a bounty hunter? No. Are they a senator? No. Well, those are the only types of people there are. <laughs> <laughs> um, are they Sabe? No, not Sabe. Is this a character from the movies? Yes. Oh. Is she from named? the prequel movies? Yes. 
Why was she is a, named. Why was I like Pelimoto? Not in, not no, in this prequel. Anakin's mom? Shmi? It is Shmi Skywalker. Oh, no! Shut the fuck up. What is their ship name, do we think? Shmi? Me? <laughs> but with an E? <laughs> Shmi once was Clan Vizsla. She once was fiercely devoted to Death Watch and bringing back the so-called glorious past. And then she learned to let go. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. No, because you know what? If Shmi Scott, if Shmi Skywalker oh, had been there, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, if Shmi Skywalker had been there as almost a maternal figure to Bo-Katan Kreese, we would not be in this situation. You're so oh. right about that. What were you gonna say, Mel? Okay, so I do think Anakin is previously son in this. No, no, um, no. My I've just realized just dropped. I've just realized. Followed by, he does have a Mandoa name because of that. Um, <laughs> oh no. And it is Anakin. Um, it is made from, it's made of the privative prefix A and Nak, which means peace. So no peace or the opposite of peace. Uh, I like how close it is to, I, I like. He doesn't, he doesn't want peace, he wants problems. That's hmm. I'm just I, the idea of <laughs> the idea of like during the prequels, everyone's like, oh my god, fatherless behavior, Anakin. You don't have a dad. That's so fucked up. And Shmi's like, he does have a dad. I just don't talk about him. <laughs> Lying to your child and telling him he was born via immaculate conception. No, for literally. <laughs> for fun and clout. Yeah, he was kind of a fucko. Hmm. Anyways, so that was my fanfiction. Hope you enjoyed. Play. And I love that. It's my turn. He 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 he. So um, yeah, this was submitted by um the actual Kate Bishop on TikTok. Always uh, coming through. Yeah, always got the good stuff. Through. Always coming through. This is called a worthy gift, and the tags are character A slash character B. Um, Cad Bane and character A, uh, character A, character B, another character that I'm not going to name because it will give away who character B is. Um, romance. I love, I'm oh. sorry, I love that Cad Bane would not give away anyone. <laughs> yeah, I think it would confuse you all enough, but it could give away who character A is. I don't know, but um, romance. Art enthusiast character B, carbonite freezing Star Wars. Character A needs a hug. POV character B, POV character A mentioned Cad Bane. Might be more freeform, rare pair banter, light angst, dialogue heavy. Uh, character A is cut off from the Force. Character B plays with his new toy. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to read this tag because it will give away both character A and character B. Uh, getting to know each other. Uh, other additional tags to be added. So is this um, two men? It is two men. Is one of them Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. Okay. okay. Character A. And he's been cut off from the force. That's so sad. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm guessing a bounty hunter? 
No. <laughs> it's not? I thought it was going to be Boba Fett. No, it's not Ooh. a bounty hunter. No, I'm happy to hear. Now that I know it's Obi-Wan, I'm happy it's not Boba Is it a Fett. senator? No. A Mandalorian? No. Is what other kind of people are there? <laughs> Is this a character <laughs> from the prequels? No. Is this a character from the Clone Wars? No. Is this a character from Rebels? The High Republic? It is a character from Rebels. Oh. Okay. Character from Rebels who wasn't in, like, the Clone Wars or anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Were they in the original trilogy? No. Zeebo? No. (laughs) Zeebo! (laughs) Zeebo! No. What about him? Why would... Wait. Um, if... If, um, um, um... I can't I remember what his fucking name is. Clancy Brown. No. Ryder Azadi? Ryder Azadi? <laughs> it's not Ryder Azadi. That's okay. Not it's Obi, Obi, though. No. Wouldn't Ryder Azadi Ryder Azadi slash Obi-Wan? That there's something. That kind of hits. That kind of hits. Come on, get on that. <laughs> RuPaul's, we're commissioning you. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. Who is someone from Rebels? Garrus Eparelios? <laughs> no. Is it a member of the ghost crew? No. I'm Callus. fucking hope not shit. Are they Mandalorian? No, it's not is Mel it Thrawn? It is Thrawn. Yes! No! Yes! It's Obi Thrawn. Yes! Obi Thrawn? Okay, yeah. period. What is the context for this? Oh yeah, the one tag I couldn't read was um can the come but can the Chimera handle the negotiator and Thrawn both? So true. Um, that's kind of slay actually and the summary is as Thrawn tightens his grip around Tatooine Jabba the Hutt approaches him with offers of peace and poorly veiled bribes he knows of Thrawn's love for art and so he gifts him his own favorite sculpt a man frozen in carbonite for over a (gasps) decade but not just any man a Jedi a high general of the Clone Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi holy shit how did he get his ass frozen no, in carbonite? No, this is what I'm imagining. I'm imagining the end of Revenge of the Sith where he gives um Luke to to um Baru and Owen, and then he like rides off on his stupid little camel situation and then immediately gets his shit rocked by a bounty hunter and fro- his ass is frozen. Oh yeah, the other character was Karen Farrow. That's what I can say. <laughs> so true. She's like, why am I here? Please get me out of here. Thrawn, please. Well, thank you for that. That was yeah, that was Holy wild. Shit. I don't have to be thinking about Obi Thron now for a long time. Oh, Obi Thron! Remember when Ollie dressed up as Obi Thron Kenobi yeah. for Halloween? <laughs> yeah, that was. I thought of that costume, and like, I thought of that costume like two days after we started the podcast, and then I had to wait until October. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPalp's Pod Race. As we mentioned on our social media, we won't be covering The Bad Batch Season 2. Um, so we have an episode every two weeks until The Mandalorian Season 3 comes out. For more on our reasoning behind that, you can read our statement about the unwhitewashed The Bad Batch movement linked in our show notes. If you miss us between RuPalp's episodes, subscribe to our host's other podcast. Jess's High Republic Tabletop RPG for Light and Dice. Ollie and Claudia's Supernatural podcast, where they force themselves to rewatch it so no one else will, the Mystery Spotcast, and Noah's podcast, Cowboys and Slaybots, talking about the latest in pop culture. I don't have a podcast because I don't. You edit this one. No, I edit this no. one. Well, and I have the side yeah. podcast. We're going to start. <laughs> so true. I also have something in the works, but that's a secret between me and God. You and the path? 
The path is not involved in this. No, <laughs> Princess Diana is now. Princess Diana. Princess I've been doing a like lot of research. Sh- I've been reading Spare, as always, for updates, Star Wars news, our ongoing reactions to the High Republic Phase 2, and more cursed shit. Follow us on social media at RuPelpsPotteries on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Tumblr. Want to ask us a question? Send us a question to our TikTok. Send us a question to our TikTok Q&A. Tumblr ask box or email us at rupelpodries at gmail.com. I'm crying while I read this, okay? I'm trying to say this right. It's almost 12.30 in the morning. Mel's crying so valiantly. If you really love the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast and tell a friend who might be interested. It really helps. May the force be with you. And don't grip it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka.